The Quintessential Podcast is proud to announce that we have a new presenting sponsor, Axia Time. Axia Time is a really cool watch company focused on ultra-custom watches to commemorate life's greatest accomplishments. Watches whose styling and quality match the significance of the accomplishments they represent. Axia Time is also partnered with all the leading lacrosse organizations to create all-American timepieces for high school boys and girls and college men and women. Axia Time even creates timepieces for elite awards like the Tuareton and Naismith. If you're interested in a high-quality, Swiss-made timepiece to commemorate a great accomplishment, you need to check out their designs at axiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A time.com. If you're celebrating a team achievement, like a state championship, national championship, or even world championship, you have to check out the timepieces they created for teams like Jesuit Dallas, the University of Maryland, and even the USA U21 world champions. We've got a very special guest this week on the Quintessential Podcast. CJ Kirst joins us live from Ithaca, New York. Uh, listed as a senior at Cornell to our time finalist from a year ago. How, uh, CJ, should we refer to you as a senior, a fourth year? Like, uh, what's what's the official what's the official word? Yeah, I guess I'm a senior, but um, I am returning to Cornell next year. So um, you are that, okay. Then that, that's is that news? Uh, no, that's that's always been the plan. So this has technically been my this is going to be my third third year playing. So um, next year will be the fourth. Next year will be the fourth. Will you graduate and then take graduate classes or do you have to postpone that? No, I'm still going to be an undergraduate student. Oh, cool. Okay. So th that makes it pretty simple because I, I thought there might be uh, some uh, something to talk about here in terms of where you're going to finish your career. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing like that. Yep. Just stay was there. that an easy decision? Was that a tough decision? Yeah, no, um, it was super easy. Uh, the My freshman year, um, you know, that winter break, they canceled the season for the Ivy League um, for the second time. Um, and that's when majority of the team took the spring semester off. So I end up getting that semester back and I will be applying for a ninth semester. So I'll stay here for uh, the next fall and spring as well. Ivy League uh, official practice is starting February 1st. That's this Thursday. I've got my first game on Saturday at noon on uh, ESPN plus Denver Hopkins. I know later in the day we have uh, on the ACC network, a uh, Clark and Cotter will be at uh, Vermont and Syracuse. There's about a dozen games. Uh, you'll have practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you're not going to, will you make the, the, the drive over to Syracuse and watch that game in person? Unfortunately not. Um, we actually have our first scrimmage this weekend against Maris. So um, that'll be, yeah. First uh, quick turnaround to get the season going right away, but yeah, great first test for us. How have the captain's practices been? They've been great. Yeah, we got here, um, you know, middle of January. And, um, you know, it's definitely been a good test for our leadership. Um, you know, the rules kind of changed a little bit. We're not allowed to be with our strength coach, um, you know, like our, the past couple of years. So, um, you know, us seniors and us captains have to lead the lifts and workouts on our own. And, um, you know, we also got to bring the whistle out and run the practices as well. So, um, yeah, it's been a good first couple of weeks. So excited to, you know, get back on the field with the coaches and uh, officially get going. You can get direction from Coach Busick uh, and Coach Stevens in terms of what they would would like you to do during practice. But you like to sit down and draw up the practice plan? Yeah, so that's what it's kind of been like for the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've little we've been able to have individual sessions with the coaches for about an hour. Um, you know, we've only had a couple of those, but um, yeah, the coaches definitely put their input on on what we're drawing up. Um, you know, uh, we're trying to ease ease our way ease our way back into it, but yeah, we're trying to you know get active and 
um, you know, try to prepare ourselves for honestly our scrimmage on Saturday. So, yeah, as the best player on the team, as one of the leaders, do you find yourself at this stage maybe spending a little more time with the young guys, with the freshmen, and and making sure they understand how you want things done, how things are done at Cornell? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think my freshman year, I learned that pretty quickly, um, you know, where my locker is right next to John Piatelli, and I got to see him operate every single day. And, um, you know, he was a captain and I got to see the way that he interacted with the other seniors and as well as my class and, um, you know, the other freshmen. So, um, you know, when I think that, think about being a senior, which, um, you know, is pretty wild to me, um, you know, I have really had to mature uh, quickly. And um, this fall was definitely, um, you know, a little change of pace for myself. Um, you know, you got to make sure that you're laying the foundation right for the freshmen and, and all the younger guys. So, um, you know, I think my, my class and, um, you know, the fifth years who are here did a great job with that. So, um, you know, I, we're just going to continue it on uh, this spring semester and into the season. Coming off a year, you scored, I think, 65 goals, had nearly 20 assists in 15 games, 15 caused turnovers too. That's one per game. Not bad. How'd you spend your summer? Yeah, this summer I actually had the opportunity to go up north and play a little bit, a little bit of box for the Mimico Mountaineers in Toronto, um, which was an unreal experience. So I'm super happy that I did that. Tell me about it. Did you live with a, another player that you know, and and what were the what were the benefits? What were the challenges? Yeah, so I got to live with um, a teammate of mine, Andrew Dalton. Um, you know, unfortunately, he aged out um, of junior A box cross. So, um, you know, I was doing a lot of my own, but him, his family and his support, um, you know, I couldn't thank, thank that family enough for, for that opportunity, but, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, got to, you know, play, play all, all the positions, honestly, in box, got to take face-offs, got to play a little bit of defense transition, um, you know, and obviously got to, you know, stay out there on the offensive end. And it was, it was great. Just, just learning the new, a new game. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't get to, didn't get to play a lot of box across growing up. Um, played a couple club tournaments here and there, but um, it's definitely just a different culture, um, you know, and I know my brothers are going through it right now in the NLL. So being able to have their guidance and, um, you know, their voice to, you know, bounce ideas off of them um, and not only my teammates as well. Um, you know, our captain was Finn Thompson, obviously a great player for Syracuse. So, um, you know, I really looked up to him and um, tried to bite his ear as much as I could every single practice, every single game, um, you know, and just try to see what he's seeing, um, you know, because, in the field game, it's so easy to, you know, think that it's just a one-on-one matchup where you can try to get to the, get to the middle and get a shot off. But, um, you know, when, when you're playing in the pick, pick game and two-man game, um, you know, you got to think about it a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, definitely my IQ grew a lot and uh, I was definitely humbled up there for sure. So it was a great experience overall. You know, there, there's tremendous benefits for putting yourself in those uncomfortable and new, and new situations. That, that's how you grow. Um, yeah. What was Toronto like? It was great. So I got to actually get an internship, um, you know, with a Cornell lacrosse alum, Jesse Gamble, who's still playing for the San Diego Seals. And, um, you know, he works alongside um, Mr. Donville. So John Donville's dad. So it, every single day we were talking lacrosse, which which was awesome. And uh, I actually got to work in downtown Toronto. So um, got to, you know, train in every single day with Andrew Dalton, who worked in uh, an office building not, not too far away. Um, so I got to you know, walk the streets of Toronto, go to a Blue Jays game, uh, you know, check out the uh, NHL Hall of Fame. Um, it, it was great. So uh, super lucky for that experience and can't thank the Donvilles and Jesse Gamble enough for that opportunity. CJ played at Del Barton in uh, New Jersey, one of five boys. Did, did you chase some of your older brother's uh, PLL games last summer? 
Yes, got to go, got to go to a couple. Um, I got to go to the the one at Homewood where uh, you know they all uh, none of them played against each other, so it was awesome. Got to stay for for all their games, so it was great. Connor, it's amazing how he has changed his body and and his role uh, with with the uh, formerly known as the as the Whip Snakes, I guess to the Maryland Whip Snakes now. Colin now becoming a starter for the Cannons. Uh, but Cole to me really turned some, some, he, he caught, I mean, unbelievable what he did this summer, just mm-hmm. the, uh, the positivity he added to that group and then his production. What, what, what surprised you most or, or, or what, what caught your eye most about watching your three older brothers this summer? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it wasn't really surprised too much. You know, I knew their moment was going to come, um, you know, Cole specifically, I know how hard he works. Um, you know, I look up to all three of my brothers, but um, you know, this summer I, uh, you know, got to text Cole every single day about what he was doing. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a little accountability partner. Um, and, you know, he was in Syracuse for a bit at the beginning of the summer, finishing up school. And he had the opportunity to work out at Platform Lacrosse. Shout out to Platform. Uh, Dylan Donahue's indoor facility. And, um, you know, he was in there every single day, um, you know, would go at night, go in the morning. And, um, you know, I know how hard he was working. And I was just super fired up to wait for his time to come. And I knew when he, we got out there, he was going to succeed. And same thing with Connor and Colin. Um, you know, I, I get to see them operate not only when they started in college, when I got to look up to them as a middle schooler or a high schooler, um, you know, I got to see how they operated every single day and how much they can impact the team, not only with their, the way they play the game, but their personalities. Um, you know, and that's something I really admire. And clearly it showed with Cole's personality, um, winning teammate of the year. Um, you know, I think that's just a culmination of, um, you know, not only the way they, the kind of character that they have and they carry, but, um, you know, the way they operate on the field. Is Cole still at Syracuse? No, Cole, uh, Cole's home right now playing for the Halifax Thunderbirds and, uh, California Redwoods. So yeah, he's, um, you know, working hard, uh, uh, in the indoor game and, um, obviously the outdoor game as well. But, but, but from home. Yes. Jersey. Is Colin uh, at Tufts again? No, Colin um, works for uh, Lax.com and uh, lives in oh, Morristown, wow. New Jersey. So, um, yeah. Okay. What is Connor in Las Vegas? I can go over three here. Yep. Yeah. Connor's uh, in Las Vegas playing out there, working real estate. So, um, yeah, he's crushing it out there. And uh, I'm sure he's trying to, you know, figure out a, to come back to the East Coast and be with all of us. I know he definitely misses us. But, uh, yeah, he's crushing it out there in Vegas. And then younger brother, Caden, I have as a senior right now, all, all signed, sealed, and delivered to go to Rutgers. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, just had his official visit um, you know, last or two weekends ago to Rutgers, so he's super fired up for that. How often do you get home to shoot on him? Uh, this winter break, he, um, you know, he likes shooting with his buddies a little bit more than myself. But um, Really? You know, <laughs> I yeah, wonder why. You know, uh, Colin and I, uh, you know, got out there a couple times with him. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good time. I got so much respect for your mom, uh, Michelle. You know, I, I lost my dad when I was 18, when I was a senior in high school. You were a little younger, but uh, to see your mom persevere uh, and and fight through it with a, with a you know a, a handful of of young men, she's done an amazing job. Uh, how is she doing? She's doing great. Um, you know, she's home, and I know she's super excited for the for the spring season. I know it brings her so much joy. Um, you know, I know. Uh, you know, we have so many other people to thank as well. And, um, you know, she tries carpooling with as many people as she can um, and uh, just try to make all of our games because she knows how important that is to us um, to see her out in the stands. Um, so, you know, those family members um, that, that I can thank, uh, you know, Mr. Trebus, Mr. Myers, Mr. Farrell, all of them, you know, putting in the effort to, you know, to text my mom and um, tell her how much 
uh, that they mean to they mean to her and how much they mean to us. So um, yeah, it's just remarkable having that circle to to lean on back in Burnsville. Yeah, it, it takes a village. Uh, for me, my my dad had a heart attack when I was a senior in high school, uh, midway through the winter, and passed away. I have two older brothers, one younger sister. For you, a big family, younger at the time, your dad Kyle was a a, a coach and and a former player at Rutgers, and kind of a a mainstay in, in Jersey in terms of uh, lacrosse world. When I got to college, I felt socially and academically, it really hit me. I, I was just not, I was not my best. At, lacrosse wise, I was always fine. Lacrosse was my haven. Lacrosse mm. was, cross never changed. Sports never changed. And being in the locker room was great because I had, I had incredible support from, from my teammates. Many of who were going through a similar situation with a divorce or the loss of a parent or, or, uh, you know, something, something that hit the family. How, how have you and your brothers, uh, you know, you guys have just battled through losing your dad. It's incredible to watch. I find it inspiring. How, how have you guys done it? Like what if, you know, I, I see a lot of athletes that, that have a similar fate happens to them. They lose a, a parent or a sibling and I kind of gravitate to them and I'm always looking for advice. Like how have you gotten through this? What appears to be so well? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you know, first of all, and um, you know, I guess talking about my family, um, you know, lacrosse has always been our safe space. Um, you know, I I remember in in middle school when I when I was going through that specifically. Um, you know, playing sports and you know being around my teammates and being around my friends was, you know, whatever took my mind off everything outside. Um, you know, and I know I think my brothers would say the same. And you know, we're all we're all so similar. Um, where in that aspect where. We just want to be around our friends and be around our teammates. So, um, cause it's never about us. It's always about the people around you. Um, and I think that's something my mom has really instilled in us. Um, you know, it, it really goes a long way when you reach out to the other people, um, you know, when you never really know what's going on in, in their lives. Um, you know, although, you know, some, something super unfortunate happened to my family, um, you know, you gotta, you know, think about, think about the other people that, um, you know, are all could be going through the same thing. Um, you know, when you, when you really do that, it's really, um, you know, it's a testament of your culture, your character. And, um, you know, people really understand that. And, um, you know, when you impact them and impact their lives, such similar as, as my dad did, um, you know, and learning from that, you know, that it really goes a long way, um, you know, and, and just lacrosse specifically being in college, um, you know, and, it's funny um, in our Cornell lacrosse locker room, we have uh, a sign that you have to touch every single time you come in and come out that says, I'll give my all for Cornell today. And when you touch that sign, you don't think about the homework that you have going on or you don't think about um, what you have going on socially. Um, you know, you just you clock in and you think about the people around you and those 50 guys in the locker room and, and you know, and our coaches upstairs. Um, so that's always been my mentality. Every single time I touch that sign, um, you know, it's never about myself. It's always about the people next to me. And I'm just su super fortunate to have, you know, 50 of my best friends that I get to inter interact with every single day who, um, you know, can put a smile on my face and, you know, change my day around, um, you know, in a second. So uh, I'm just super blessed to be in the position that I am in today. And I know, Connor, Colin, Cole, Caden would all say the same. Um, you know, they've all had very similar experiences at their respective universities. So, um, you know, we're just super fortunate uh, for the position that we are that we are in today, and um, you know, the universities that we went to. Interesting. I've got some goals that I set for myself for this year, and they're going to be very similar to your your goals. I'm, I'm guessing here. The first one on my list, and it's something that I've always admired about you and your brothers, is is you guys play with a genuine enthusiasm. It's like to think about anyone that's ever been good at sports 
or even for me in TV, like broadcasters, like there's got to be a genuine enthusiasm. Uh, Where do you think that spark in you comes from? That genuine enthusiasm to get out there in the 28 degree temperature today in Ithaca and and throw the ball around and have a great practice. Enthusiasm. Yeah, Yeah, no, um, something I learned when I was younger was play with passion. Um, You know, and I saw how much, um, you know, my dad impacted me when I was younger, but just, you know, giving someone a high five and just screaming, um, you know, I think that's something Cole does a great job of, uh, you know, and when he's around your team, when you're around your teammates, um, you know, and you can just get them fired up and, uh, you know, put a smile on their face. I think that, you know, not, not only impacts the way you play um, and you get outside yourself, but I think that impacts the people around you. Um, so just playing with that passion and, um, you know, finding that love for the game uh, where, you know, you practice so much, you, you, you work so hard, um, you know, in the dark and, uh, you know, when the TV, the lights come on and, you know, the finally it's finally game time. Um, just show your enthusiasm for your teammates and, um, you know, find that passion within yourself. Uh, it's only going to elevate your game and the people around you that much more. It's amazing. Last summer, have, you know, I get to go to a lot of these PLL practices. And one thing I noticed different from the college or, or elevated, I should say, from the college game is how everyone's engaged. The talk is off the charts like these offenses, the talk and the chatter is constant. That brings then a sets up like a certain competitiveness to all the drills. Like nobody wants to lose a drill. That's the difference between pro and college. You, you start playing against pros and you're doing what you think is a routine one-on-one ground ball drill, two-on-one drill, whatever, shooting. Like it's intense. Nobody wants to lose. Uh, that's something I, I sense in, in your brothers, the fact that they're constantly engaged in the now and you're the same way. It's like you're very – you're not distracted by anything. When you're on the field, your focus is on the ball, like locking in that way. How do you describe that ability to lock in? Yeah, um, I would say the ability to lock in, um, you know, not only just comes from, you know, repetition and, um, you know, continuous practice, but, uh, you know, I, growing up, I got to play tons of other sports, um, you know, where, yeah, I was playing football and I was, I, you know, playing inside linebacker as a, as a youth football player. And, um, you know, it, you got to learn a different way to play that game. And um, then in the winter season, I would play basketball, um, you know, and now obviously in, in the spring playing lacrosse. So, um, you know, my m- mentality always switched around um, growing up. And, um, you know, when, when it comes to getting older and just focusing on lacrosse, um, you know, it's just that next play mentality where, you know, if you miss that one shot, you're going to get the next one. And I know the next one's going to go in or, you know, you get the ball and you, um, you know, you get stripped. I, I, don't, I don't think about that moment of, of, of losing the ball. I think about the next opportunity and the next dodge. And, um, you know, I'm super, super fortunate to have Coach Busick and uh, my teammates who, you know, have that belief and that trust in me where, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to just make that next play and that next play mentality. Um, I think it just, just elevates my game so much more, um, you know, and I'm super lucky to, you know, have my teammates around me who, you know, give me that pat on the back and go, say, go get the next one. And, um, you know, now being a leader and trying to instill that trust in the other five guys around me, um, you know, I think that's just only going to elevate our group that much more and stay locked in um, for that full 60 minutes. Next item on my list is do the work. I enjoy doing this work. I chose to do this. This is like this a dream come true for me. You're a guy who does the work. What's what's the important work? What's overrated work? Like what, what, when, when you sit down and, and analyze your game saying, I need to work on this, take, take me through the, the concept of work. Yeah. So this fall, um, you know, I think I got to, uh, you know, grow up as an offensive leader, um, you know, where last spring I got to, you know, lean on a couple of guys, but this fall I knew that I definitely had to, you know, have a little bit of a bigger voice. 
Um, you know, and I think that started with honing in on my game, um, you know, so I would get the notepad out, which is something I never did in the past two years, um, you know, when, when watching film and, um, you know, try to jot down little, little notes for myself. Um, you know, when I'm in this position, I, I should think about this or, um, you know, when this scenario is happen, happening, um, you know, maybe I could think about um, having a different read. Um, you know, I think it, just having those open, open conversations with Coach Busick as well, um, you know, where it's just straight up honesty, um, you know, talking about certain situations and um, super uh, or specific moments where, um, you know, we could, I think we could be a little bit better at. And, um, you know, he, he definitely tells me, um, in the truth as well, um, you know, shoots it to me straight. So, um, you know, I think just trying to think about those moments when, when watching film, um, is super key and, uh, and doing the work on the field, um, you know, especially that's, that's where it all matters. Um, you know, so getting up early, maybe before class and, um, you know, grab my stick and go in the locker room, um, you know, hitting the wall or, or going to shoot, um, or, you know, texting a couple guys and going to get an extra lift in during the day. Um, you know, I think that's just something that, uh, not only is just so much fun and, um, you know, everyone enjoys and that's what you're really going to remember, but, um, you know, it's only going to elevate your game that much more. Um, and I think that's something this, this senior, senior class that we have, I think that's something we, we really definitely took to another level this year, um, compared to my past two years where, um, you know, the, the extra work always doesn't have to be head down, um, you know, do the hard thing 24 seven, um, you know, you can find joy in it. And I think that's, that's where those successful teams are is, um, you know, when you can find joy in being out there in full sweatsuit, um, you know, in the morning and, uh, middle of January, um, you know, I think that's where you're going to find success. If you can do that then and have some fun with it, it's only going to help you that much more when the season continues. You mentioned film, and I want to ask you. So, so you're you're grabbing clips. Uh, do you typically find them beneficial to be eyes that maybe you didn't see at the time? Or, or it, like, what's what's the biggest plus you, you you find from film? Is it is it reading scenarios, saying, "Well, I threw the ball to X here, and I in fact I should have skipped it through," or I didn't see that the guy was open coming off? Like, how does film typically benefit you? Yes, it's definitely um, reading different scenarios. Um, you know, being being on the left wing for majority of the offensive set, uh, you know, and being able to go lefty and righty. Um, there's so many different looks that, uh, you know, you miss within, um, you know, a split second. And I think that's something I, I learned in, in the box game this summer where, um, you know, if you're carrying the ball low, uh, you know, someone's definitely going to be open on the backside up top, um, you know, because the defense has to slough in or respect you. So when you can just think about those little moments and, uh, you know, and you see them on film, it just it looks so simple. But. Um, you know, going out there and, you know, writing down when maybe uh, a moment, like if I have to stick my right hand and I'm going towards that right pipe, um, you know, someone is always seat curling or front swinging is what we like to call it. Um, you know, and there's always going to be a guy in the middle, um, you know, playing a guy in the high slot and a guy in the low slot um, on that back pipe. So, um, you know, just ingraining that in my head that, uh, you know, these are the reads I'm supposed to make. Um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't just always be looking at the goal or looking at the X guy. Um, so just thinking about those little moments, um, you know, and there's so many different ones that go on within a possession that you don't realize when you're on the when you're on the field. But when you sit down and watch those 60 seconds of the possession, um, you know, there's so much more out there, uh, you know, and, and I can just put that in my brain and, um, you know, and go do it the next practice. I think that's only going to elevate my game that much more. You mentioned being a great teammate. M my greatest growth after college was becoming a better teammate now in, in my professional life. Uh, I wasn't a great teammate when I played college lacrosse it was selfish it was a goalie uh I've learned to be a much better teammate and really that's my biggest goal when I go do shows now uh you know having Paul Carcaterra 
jump on our shows about a decade ago at first i was like wow this you know i can't it's gonna be hard to run run, run a two-man two-man game now i'm so used to the solo game uh-huh. and it took me about, it took me about a year and i realized like wow not only are we better but i am better and like to embrace that and and so now that that it taught me such a valuable lesson my, my biggest goal when i do shows now is, is to go and whatever my role is be a great teammate i want to ask you how, as a college student, it's not always easy to impact the behavior of your peers, to impact the behavior of guys on your team who may have different expectations of what this is going to be like. Uh, and and I always found it difficult. You know, I had a solid core, guys I could go lift with, guys I could go shoot with, guys who would stay after practice. And there were some who were, who were not in that business, quite honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. And I struggle with that. How, how do you deal with that? Yeah. So first of all, um, you know, when I was getting recruited here, uh, Coach Busick um, came to my house and uh, gave me the hard hat book. Um, you know, it tells the story of George Boyardi and 21 ways to be a great teammate. Um, you know, and I, I I learned that that was what Cornell was all about. Um, so when I first stepped foot in that locker room, I, I, you know, there's that picture of George and there's George's locker right next to me. Um, you know, and I, I think about some of those, those lessons that I learned in that book. Um, but then I think back to you know, the present time. And, uh, you know, I just think about the, the older people, the older players and teammates that I had these, these past two seasons and um, how not only they impacted me and my teammates, um, but, you know, I just saw how, how they operated. Um, you know, there's so many guys I can name, but, um, you know, in specific, John Piatelli, Joe Bartolotto, um, Dom Doria, Joe Wolf, um, you know, those, those guys are, you know, people that I came in the locker room and, um, you know, they may not always be in doing the most on game day or picking up, scoring all the goals or picking up all the GBs. But, um, you know, I know those guys were, they were smiling, pick, bringing the energy, uh, you know, and doing whatever it took to have the best practice that day. Um, you know, and being a, a, you know, an 18 year old freshman, a 19 year old sophomore and learning that, um, you know, it's just how much they impacted, not only the way I operated every single day, but how they operated, how it impacted the operations of my teammates. Um, you know, and I know, the coaches do such a great job of instilling those those key points from the hard hat in us. But at the end of the day, we, it, it's just those 50 guys in the locker room joking around, um, you know, trying to put a smile on each other's face. And and then when you go out on the, on the field, you're you're beating each other up. Um, you know, it doesn't matter because after you're just going to give each other a fist bump, um, you know, tell them I love you and uh, go on with your day. So, um, you know, it, it started with, you know, reading the hard hat during my recruiting process and then learning from those older guys um, throughout that journey. That's a uh, John Gordon book. He's been on this podcast before. He'll be on this podcast uh, in about two weeks. He's uh, super busy right now, touring the country, giving speeches for all sorts of corporations. Uh, and John, John's a wonderful guy, and I'm I'm so glad that he was able to boil that down. You know, because Cornell's culture is special, and and for him to put that in writing, kind of quantify it, and then others can benefit from it was is kind of what what I think is so cool because it is it is. It's one of the best cultures that I know in college sports. It's got a history. It's got a certain responsibility when you go there, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you feel that, right? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you think about it from the top down where you think about Coach Moran, what he started here, um, you know, and, and then you think about Eamon, um, Eamon McNanny. Then you think about some of those older alumni like Mike French, who, who still, you know, te- sends me texts before and after games. And, um, you know, and we just got back. Uh, when we first, uh, before we got back from 
to school. Uh, we had an alumni event in the city, um, you know, where we got to have dinner and it was a networking event. Um, and it's just, it brings everyone so much joy just being together and being in the same room, you know, getting to say hi to the, to, um, you know, some of the guys who graduated in 2019, like Jake McCulloch, Fleet Wallace to, you know, the guys, recent graduates, um, you know, like Luca Tria, um, Dom Dory, who I mentioned earlier. And then, uh, you know, you just think about so many people who who care so much about this program, um, you know, and put so much into it. You every single day when when you touch those signs and those plaques outside the locker room, um, you know, you just think about think about those guys who um, you know put the time in before you. And at the end of the day, it's so much more about yourself. Um, you know, it's all about those people who came before you. And um, you know, I know Coach Stevens is someone who talks about that a, a lot. Um, you know. And, for the, for the alumni association, we have Andy Phillips to thank for that. Um, you know, who's constantly emailing us and telling us to reach out to these alum alumni who are cheering us on every single every single game day. So um, yeah, the, the long red line is something that um, I know every single player in this locker room is super thankful for, and that's who we're playing for every single time around that field. Saturday at noon, I'll be on ESPN Plus. It's Denver Hopkins. Uh, later in the day at four, it's Vermont and Syracuse on the ACC Network with Carter, uh, Chris Cotter, and Clark. Uh, you're going to be scrimmaging Maris. Uh, break down the year. Like, how do you approach it? Uh, it's it's a long, you know, obviously for the Ivies, it's a little shorter, but it's it's a long year. I mean, you want to play on Memorial Day. Uh, that's not exactly around the corner. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of weeks. Like, in your mind, do you break down preseason one week at a time? Do you, do you keep it Saturday to Saturday? How, how do you uh, effectively uh, get through the season? Yeah. When, um, you know, my freshman year, when, you know, I was super, just uh, super excited to just play lacrosse and uh, play a game again, I, I was super nervous, um, you know, for those big games and especially those Ivy league matchups. Um, but something coach Busick really instills in us, instills in us is, um, you know, honing in on that specific day and winning the day. Um, you know, so when, when you think, when you break that down and, um, you know, especially today, I'm just trying to win the Monday. Um, you know, when I go out to practice later, I'm going to try to win every rep. Um, so when you, when you really break it down, um, you know, and you can't win a game on Saturday if you don't win Monday. So that's something coach Busick always says. And, um, you know, I, I know it's going to be a long season ahead of us and we definitely have a really hard schedule, but, um, you know, just trying to win every single day. And I know that'll help us in the long run. Do you write things down, CJ? Do you have like a calendar or, or a, a training log or, you know, what, what should young people, what should young high school student athletes be doing right now to get ready if they want to play college? Yeah. Um, I definitely have a training log, um, you know, yep. this, uh, yeah, a couple summers ago um, when my brother Cole and I were training for the USA World Games, um, you know, I started writing down everything, every workout that I did, um, you know, and I, I knew that the, those two months in those summer leading up to the games when, you know, I got to look down at the, at those couple pieces of paper of, um, you know, my shooting workout or my wall ball routine or, or that lift I did that day, um, you know, it just jogs back memories and, uh, you know, it puts that you know, thought in my head that, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for every moment, um, you know, and I'm going to be ready for that big moment, um, that, that that moment that, uh, you know, I'm going to be in. So, um, you know, it puts that belief and that trust in myself that I'm going to succeed when, when that time comes. So, um, yeah, I think the training log is definitely, uh, you know, something that I would definitely tell younger players to, you know, begin doing because I definitely wish I did a little bit earlier. But, um, yeah, I think it's only going to elevate everyone's, everyone's game that much more. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's something I started as a high school wrestler with training log, even the diet log uh, for that sport that carried over. And I just found that when you put stuff in paper and you map out your week, whether you're doing lifting on Monday, Wednesday, you can do some extra shooting on Tuesday, maybe Thursday, you're going to do some diet, whatever. 
if you mapped it out and wrote it down, there was a much greater chance that you'd actually do it. And then the, the affirmation, the confidence that comes from looking at this thing and saying, wow, I put in the work. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely raises your confidence. Well, I can't wait to watch you play this year. I think the Ivy League is going to be fascinating. I think, I think, I think it's a pack of pretty close, you know, e- evenly matched teams. That's going to be fascinating. You guys have really raised the bar at non-conference. You got some killer games this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we got Syracuse back on. We we had a Notre Dame again. So, um, you know, super excited to to play those teams and uh, especially the Ivy League, like you said, who, you know, who all return a lot. So it's definitely going to be a couple of good and uh, big time matchups. Yeah, compelling, compelling uh, league race and then compelling nationally this year. CJ, thank you so much. Uh, great to see you. Best to your mom. Uh, I get to see your brothers all summer. They they uh, they they let they give me joy. Uh, every time I, I encounter them because they bring such a, a love of the game as, as you do. And, and that's uh, infectious and we all benefit from it. So thank you. Great to spend time with you and, and good luck. Uh, good luck in finishing up January and in, in the month of February. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you this spring. That's it for this week's episode of the quintessential podcast. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to our technical director, Dr. Nick Z. I want to thank you for listening. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, Axia Time. A watch, what a better gift than a ring. I've got a championship ring. It's collecting dust in a box. I wear watches all the time. Thank you, Axia Time. It's axiatime.com. And we'll see you next week.